0: is dear hallmark each week i'll bring you reviews of your favorite hallmark movies and tv shows so grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wednesday at the Shore here at Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara and this is my space where I I give you my love letter to Hallmark, hence the name Dear Hallmark. And Wednesdays at the Shores is my recap of Chesapeake Shores. But we got some news that I need to talk about right now before we normally I just get right into the review. But oh, no, we, we have some things to discuss. We, we, we need to call a board meeting, the Hallmark Academy. And so I want to submit to you um, two things. The first thing that rocked my ever-loving socks is this deadline article that I am looking at at the moment with the headline, Lori Laughlin. I don't know how to, is it Laughlin Loughlin? Loughlin? To reprise When Calls the Heart character in Season 2 of When Hope Calls on GAC Family in Acting Return. First thing. Season 2 of When Hope Calls. When I tell you guys, When Hope Calls is my jam, jelly, and butter. It's my Devonshire cream for my scone. I love that show. And I, I, I love that show to pieces and bits. And I have been pleading with the powers that be to make a second season. So much so that this earlier this year, I started reviewing the show again so that I can drum up some buzz so that a second season could be had. And now I find out that not only are they bringing Lori onto it, it's going to be on GAC Family. I am very interested in how GAC acquired this show. Now, I'm not, we're not, this is not political. This isn't, I don't care. Like, we're not talking about all of the, the, the dealings and goings on behind Lori and GAC. That's not what this is about. This made me upset because I feel like Hallmark lost out on a great show that could have added to their catalog of great television. They have When Calls the Heart. They have Chesapeake Shores. But Chesapeake Shores, I don't know if there's going to be a season six. Then all they're going to have is When Calls the Heart. And then what? Reruns of Reba and Golden Girls? Like, come on. And then all you got are movies? We canceled Home and Family. We canceled um, Bubbly Sesh so we don't have a diversity of programming. What is going on, my G's? I'm sorry, I, I went a little. <laughs> I, when, y'all can tell I'm passionate about this. I'm very passionate about Hallmark Entertainment. I don't know if you guys seen my review of Taking the Reigns, but I kind of went on my soapbox a little bit. I, 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 <laughs> I really want the best for Hallmark. I just feel like this was a lost opportunity on their part. If you don't know, When Hope Calls is a spinoff of When Calls the Heart, and in my opinion, I enjoyed When Hope Calls far more than I enjoyed When Calls the Heart. And When Hope Calls originally was just on Hallmark Movies Now. It went. It was like a straight to Hallmark Movies Now thing because I guess they wanted to test it. And then I think they showed it on Hallmark Channel. Like I think earlier last year or earlier this year. I don't remember. But the main homie, R.J. Hata- Rock, is it R.J. Hatanaka, um, who plays one of the main Mounties, he was in Nancy Drew on CW. And then Jocelyn Hudon, or H- Hudden, oh gosh, I'm so sorry if I'm per- butchering up you guys' names. She's been in other movies and other stuff. Um, so has the other main actress. She's been in some Up TV movies. So they've, they've, they've been booked and busy. But I feel like if there was a second season lit early on, they still, like, they could have been doing some things. Because I feel like When Hope Calls could be the next When Calls the Heart. Like, I feel like it has that potential for how far it can go if the writing is done right and what could be done with the show. So... That's the first piece of news, y'all. Can we get into... I saved this for last because I love you guys. Um, Anne from the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm going to put her out because she's awesome. Uh, I looked at her story and I saw a picture of something. I forget. And I was like, hold on. Lifetime released their Christmas movies. And she sent me the link. And I screamed with childlike glee. People Magazine got the exclusive for this one. Lifetime's thirty-five movie holiday slate, starring Reba McIntyre, Jana Kramer, or Jana Tiamori, and more. Let me just—this t- is what this is what's really about to pop off, though. Listen, listen to this. The festivities kick off with a preview hosted by Tia Mori on November 7th to give give fans a taste of the network's mountains of merriment to come. Then, the first movie of the season, An Ice Wine Christmas, launches on November 12th. New movies will then air on Fridays and Saturdays until Thanksgiving. That's when things kick into high gear with 30 new original movies premiering in 30 days. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do, you guys. You guys wanted me to review Lifetime movies as well. I got to find, when, when y'all look at the list, I'm going to put a link for the Lifetime Christmas movie lineup in the show notes they are not playing with the kids hallmark got tatiana ali chad michael murray cindy busby they have lyric bent who's going to be in an in a hallmark movie as well tia mori mark taylor which is like a 17 again if you're a dcom fanatic if you remember the Disney Channel original movie Seventeen again with Tia Tamara and their brother Taj, Mark Taylor was the love interest of Tamara, like the grandfather. He's going to be in it. Uh, they have Demetria McKinney, who many may n- many may not know. I follow her. She was in um, a few. She was in Tyler Perry's plays, Why Did I Get Married and Meet the Browns. She also did some movie work. She was recently on Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I don't watch anymore. Um, I haven't watched that in about seven years. But I I keep up with her because I think she is an amazing actress and deserves. Like, she, I'm so excited to see her in this. And guess whose movie she's going to be in, y'all? Kirk Franklin's oh no you don't need to adjust your volume nor do you need to adjust um your podcast settings you've heard correctly Kirk Franklin is doing a lifetime Christmas movie called a gospel Christmas or something of that sort and she's opposite Chaz Shepard who was a regular on sister sister he played um Tia's high school boyfriend before she met Tyreek I am freaking out. Mario Lopez is going to be in there. Reba McIntyre. Kelly Rowland is doing the Merry Little Christmas. Honestly, I think mm, that one is not the business for me. I'm sorry. I did not like Merry Little Christmas at all. But um, my gosh, on today. Lifetime is coming out swinging and I'm excited. Now, I am planning to review... All of the Christmas movies from Lifetime and all of the Christmas movies from Hallmark. If you put all of those together, that is 75 movies that I'll have to review in two months, along with me having a full-time job. Now, how that's going to... (laughs) What that's going to look like, I don't know. We're definitely going to be doing the Hallmark ones, as I announced last week, because we're dear Hallmark, but I need you guys' patience and grace with the Lifetime movies, especially because they're doing 30 movies in 30 days. I genuinely don't know how I'm going to do it, but know that it's going to get done. We may have to go into January with it, but it's going to get done. My goodness. Oh, this Christmas. At this point, I don't even care about Netflix. Who, what's a Netflix? What's a what? I gonna still watch up TV, though. But honestly, I probably won't watch up TV, Netflix until the new year, because my focus will be Lifetime and Hallmark. Oh, buddy, when I tell you I could fly right now, if I could, I promise you I'm ready to just launch out of the seat like I'm about to get shot out of a cannon. Okay, I have calmed down. I know this is unorthodox for our Wednesdays at the shores, but I needed to tell you guys this and I cannot wait for you guys to leave me voice messages with your thoughts on this news. Um, Let's talk about Lifetime Christmas because I feel like the Lori Laughlin situation is a little bit divisive and that could go in places that I don't want. (laughs) So let me know what are your feelings about after you click the link in the show notes and look at the Lifetime Christmas schedule. Go back to the show notes and there's a link there where you can leave me a voice message. Um, It's one minute long. You only have one minute. But let me know, what do you think about this Lifetime lineup? Are you going to be watching it alongside Hallmark movies? I look forward to hearing what you guys are going to say. But in the meantime, let's take a micro break so I can catch my breath. <laughs> and then we're going we're gonna to go ahead and go to Chesapeake Shores. Hello, friends. Welcome back. All right, so we are at Chesapeake Shores, episodes three and four of season two. Let's talk about the homie Trace, shall we? Trace has decided he's definitely going to go to Nashville, and he's about to leave. He's going to do music again with this girl, Lee, who keeps popping up. And I'm like, sis. But, you know, if I be honest, I feel like I, I I see that. Lee, like, she knows Trace, and she loves him, obviously. And there's a part of her that wants to make sure he's doing what he loves, which is music. Abby is the same way, although her life is a little bit more complicated because she has an ex-husband, a 9-to-5 job, and two twin girls. So... I'm curious, I mean, seeing previews for episode, I mean, for season five, I already know how it's going to fare, but I don't know what their relationship looks like in season five. So I'm curious to see what Trace and Abby's relationship is going to look like past this Nashville trip. But before he actually leaves for Nashville... Uh, he bumps into quote unquote Wes and Sally's. Trace, you know, nicely says hello, and Wes just comes out the gate swinging. And this is why Wes got words for Trace. So it is the daughter's first day of school, and it's the fall, so the fall is here, which is I I feel like this is I'm I'm following Chesapeake at a perfect time because you know we're still in the thick of September, school is still new for people at this time, so I feel like it's it's really cool to kind of follow this show, in the time frame that I'm watching it. So it's the the girls' first day of school. They're in the fourth grade, and Trace actually comes and meets them, and he gives them watches for their first day. And it was just a really cool scene to see Trace interact with the girls. I thought it was really cute. This whole episode, the theme was photographs and memories. And so the mom of the O'Briens was replaying the first day of school videos that each of the kids did for their different grades. And throughout the episodes, you got to see different clips of, the, of, the, of what the different siblings would say about going into certain grades and what they wanted to do and things like that. And I, I really appreciate it. I think this is my favorite episode so far, just for the creativity and artistic nature of how they put this episode together. I loved it. Um... So Jess, I'm sorry, Wes and Trace get into it because Wes did not like that Trace was there for the for the girl's first day of school. He didn't like that Trace was um coming into the girl's life more and more because he didn't know If Trace was going to be there with Nashville being up in the air. And I immediately say the audacity of you, sir, when you just had an evil villainous crime written girlfriend that you were about to get married to. At least that was the trajectory. But like you had this this woman who's now not in your life anymore that you got involved in the girl's life, like literally What you're mad about is what you did. So who are you to talk at this moment? However, as I say that, I'm wondering, is it a come to Jesus moment where he's like, look, I don't want to put the girls through what I went through with Gabrielle or whatever. He didn't say any of that. If he would have said that, I would have maybe understood it. But he didn't, and I feel like it was a territorial thing, you know. So, next we and oh, I should I should conclude that storyline by saying Abby and Trace got together at the end. He made it this cute little rustic romantic dinner. They kissed. He was like, "You ain't got nothing to worry about, boo. I'm just going to Nashville like it's me and you till I die." That's pretty much like what you know Trace was saying. Um, next. Jess was feeling very, very over, like emotionally overwhelmed with all of the reminiscing that the O'Briens were doing because she felt like she as the youngest, she didn't have the chance to do that because everyone else, um, you know, because the mom left. And so you could tell like she was trying to still connect with her mom, but there was still such a, a guard up. Um, but once she understood how much her mother was trying and how her mom actually did, like, do some things with her and for her, you can see the walls starting to come down little by little. And I love it. And also in episode three, what I love seeing Brie and Kevin's relationship, because we haven't been shown that dynamic yet, like how the siblings relate to one another. We see how the boys relate to one another. We see how the girls relate to one another. But seeing how we saw how Connor relates to Abby, um, but seeing the middle. Well, Kevin technically is the oldest. No, Abby is the oldest. But seeing so seeing the middle siblings relate to each other, I think is really, really cool. And episode three is—you you would have thought Brie and Kevin spent the whole day together, but it was really cool to see them almost get to know one another again and catch each other up on what's been going on in their life and how they've changed and what will change in their life moving forward. And speaking of that, <laughs> they at the towards the end of the episode. Um, Kevin and Bree are doing this bonfire like to metaphorically burn away things in their life that they don't want to hold on to anymore. Now, do you remember from that episode where I said that the camera held on to one firefighter's face a little bit too long? And I'm curious why they did that. I knew it. She She comes back and... She, um, she's riding on some type, like a ATV or something like that, and is about to write them a fine because it's illegal for them to do bonfires on the beach or something like that, but she ends up putting down her phone number on it. And I was like, oh, okay, she's cute, but oh, that's cute. Um, and then another storyline that we get in episode three is with Connor. Connor got the job at the law firm he interviewed for. But it is very very stiff and stuffy when it comes to fashion. It's all about conformity and doing things by the book. Now, his suit was fly. It wasn't, like, overtly loud and brash. He just had a, um, a muted plum tie with white pinstripes, I believe, with, like, a navy blue suit with, like, light white pinstripes, which I thought was fly. But... When the boss was not feeling that at all, and he said, "I need you to look around for me, sir," and he looked around. Everyone was wearing solid black or um, dark gray, and it looked high key boring. <laughs> and I felt Connor on that, I, and I didn't like that they they said, "Oh, you need to grow up," and so like you growing up means you only wear black or gray suits. I I don't like that. I mean, granted, Connor isn't always going to get his way. But I feel like still being able to show some personality, some of who you are, maybe that law firm isn't for him and he can go somewhere else. But I just didn't agree with that part. Now, episode four. So we have Brie. She um oh, she bought the bookstore, the town's bookstore that was going out of business. She bought it and she is now running a bookstore, which she is selling a book in which she despises the author. She thinks is straight garbage. It's like... Uh, that fluffy cotton candy type of romance that the type of author that Bree is, she would not appreciate. And so, I I don't want to say too much about that because I think that that is worth watching for you guys. All I'll say is Jess gets her into a bit of the trouble, and she in, into a bit of trouble, and she ends up meeting the author. I think that was a cute storyline throughout this episode. The firefighter ch- is checking for Kevin. She I love this firefighter. She's not. Like easily swayed, she knows what she wants. She's like, I my favorite scene. She um Kevin asks her to uh, on a date, and she invites him to the firehouse. He comes in, they cook dinner together. And he's like, Why? Why would you want me here? Like, there's a lot of people here. She's like, These dudes are like my brothers, so you got to get through them to get to me. And that's exactly like literally those are my sentiments. Like, I have a few brothers. So it's like, and like not biologically, but in the sense that, excuse me, in the sense that she's talking about, I have guys like that in my life. I have at least, I have at least three that I can come out, come off the top with who are like, I'm thinking like y'all gotta, you gotta go through them before you get to me. So I love that scene. Um, Honestly, there's been this, this thing also too, with the dad and his brother that I don't really care about. (laughs) I guess I'm supposed to feel some type of way because bro- the dad and his brother are fighting over land. I I just kind of check out when that stuff happens. But, um yeah, that's all I have to report on Chesapeake Shores. It's not much. Oh, I should say it is, though. So Trace and Lee are in Nashville. They're recording a song with this like major like, country star or something like that. And the country star is like, I need you to feel it. You're not putting feeling into the song. Who are you thinking about when you're singing this? And then come to find out the producer's like, yo, Trace, we only want you. We don't want you and Lee. And so now in episode five, we're going to find out how Trace is going to tell Lee, what's going to happen, what what else is going on. So that's going to conclude my kind of recap, review, if you will, of The Shores Um, I look forward to exploring more of this series with you guys, seeing how things fare as we move forward. I'm doubly excited for Christmas. I literally could like fly right now. I, that is no understatement. I I mean it with all sincerity. I look forward to hearing you guys' thoughts. Um, Be sure to follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram if you don't already. And if you would like to know, my review for Taking the Reigns is on YouTube. Again, all of the new release movies for YouTube... I'm sorry, for Hallmark will be on YouTube. Um, And then on here, I'm reviewing kind of all the backlist stuff that I didn't know nothing about. So... Thank you so much for joining me for this Wednesday at the Shores. I will talk to you guys in the next episode.